Hello and welcome to the Drywall Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Harmon. I've managed to survive the drywall industry for more than 20 years, starting in the union and uh, all the way through to working piece rate and hourly up and down the West Coast and in many states. I'm very excited to introduce Bill Gagne of the Flatbuds Podcast to you today. Bill started his podcast very quickly before I started mine, and we were sort of on the same parallel. Bill is also an avid podcast listener and runs a YouTube page that's quite successful called The Basement Coach, where he helps individuals assess basement and remodel costs. This podcast is brought to you by Fresco Harmony. Fresco Harmony is the world's first color joint compound system. Fresco Harmony is designed to go over regular painted textured walls or uh, over level three drywall, unsanded. Be sure to check out the website at www.frescoharmony.com and message us if you're interested in trying some for free. Let's get into it. Gagne, G-A-G-N-E. I think you told me that. You told me that yeah. before. Gagne. Uh, French, yeah? Yep. Okay. Um, where are we going to go? What are we going to talk Maybe, about? Yeah. The Flatbuds Podcast. Even... So you you were, um, I mean, which is cool to me. And like how funny Christy Slade, like this random, I post on. Yeah. So to a little background about Bill and me. Uh, Bill sure. runs a podcast that is called The Flatbuds Podcast. Um, it's a very great podcast, and we were on the same parallel there as, and I assume you wanted to hear kind of the dry the stories from the drywall dudes that like are in the in the trenches using the mud and doing drywall. You're attracted to drywall, um, uh, and you wanted to hear those stories. And there wasn't a drywall podcast, and you were like. I'm going to start a drywall podcast unbeknownst to me. I <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like, just let's be clear. I didn't see your podcast and be no, like, no. Oh man, I better, you know, although it would have lit a fire under my ass. I w- I've for the last two years and I'm a, I'm a, a member of the home builders association here mm-hmm. in Albuquerque. And I told those guys two years ago, I was like, I can start a podcast. You know, we should start a podcast for the home builders association. Cause I wanted to do one for drywall. Yeah. And um, I had this idea for two years and I just kind of was like, um, I'm going to do it and I'm going to I'm going to announce it. So then it has some la- like then I can't turn back because then I'll look like I'm I'm full of shit. So <laughs> I do it all the time. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> so uh, so I announced like on the dry on uh, I believe it was drywall hand finishers page on social media. I was like, I'm going to start this podcast. And Christy Slade saw that post and she was like, my friend Bill uh, started a podcast called the Flat Butt P- Butts Podcast. And I was like, damn, dude, he beat me by like and I looked at like when you started, he was like, he beat me by like three weeks, man. You know, let's let's be yeah. real. You are far more dedicated right now that i am to this no no but it's that it's that drywall competition like thing you know it was like oh wait no way man i'm gonna i'm gonna like do podcasts but uh so i i called you and you were super open and you were super cool and which is counterintuitive to what in business it's always like oh this person's doing the same business as me or they're doing some and this is a and stop me if i'm wrong this is a, a like kind of a drywall attitude, like this fear-based thinking where this person that's doing the same thing as me can't help me. I need to be enemies with them or something. You you yeah. get, you catch my drift. Instead of like business... I'm going to call Bill and talk to him about his podcast and maybe learn something from the guy. I think in business in general, you end up with a competitive attitude. Right. And we're all human beings. And if you're competitive, you're going to other people. Right. It's me against them one way or another. And the reality for me, 
because I've been in the construction and renovation business, you know, 17, 18 years, the reality is there's so much work that it isn't really competition. And you have different people who do different things. And what I found over the years was there isn't, we're also isolated in our businesses. Mm -hmm. And when you get into the attitude of me versus you, you're all losing, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're somebody who does good work, you're very secure in executing that, right? I don't have a problem sharing stuff because it's like, even if I share it with you, it doesn't mean mm -hmm. you could do what I do. Right. right? So, <laughs> and, yes. you know, sitting around and shooting the breeze is better than working. So I'd happily do that any day um, <laughs> yeah. because work is in general overrated, but that's coming from somebody who's a little bit older. Right. So I just, I just think why, why keep it to myself? Right. We're in a, we're in a skill set in the trades, be it drywall, be it carpentry, be it yeah. plumbing, where there aren't enough people in it and there isn't enough mentoring, right? There uh, isn't enough. Well, there's not enough people coming into the trade and there's not enough mentoring, which you've yeah. talked about. We, you know, beat a yeah. dead horse, but it's like, yeah, okay. There's not enough people coming into the trades. Let's try to not only make it seem attractive, but let's nurture anyone that does ask questions. Yeah. And, and I think we probably have a little bit of the same motivation is, is to share how it, what it's really like, you know, not to gloss it over and have a direction picked, but to say, look, if you want to get into this day to day, this is what it's like. And these are the challenges you're going to run into. And these are the fun parts. And if you like this, you might like that. And that was really what kind of got me into doing a podcast was the idea of sharing what it's like to be in the trades. And mm -hmm. I had a separate project that led me to the doing it in drywall. Right. I, sure. I was a general contractor and I kind of like got sick of that. Yeah. And it was just way too stressful because you're trying to do everything. And I, I, I look at general contractors and I'm like, there's no way I would want to do that. I go to the job. I have one thing that I do that's difficult enough. And I do one job at a time. I have one employee. Yeah. I do one job at a time. Nightmare. It's still like, it gets crazy sometimes with just that. Well, you get excited by, as somebody who is a general contractor, the challenge, you know, you have all these things going and all this thing in the air and there's, there's sort of a, I don't want to say adrenaline, but you're just like, go, 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 go. And yeah. it's great. And you're getting things done. But over the years, the excitement tends to dissipate. And then when you complete a project, it's more relief. You're just like, oh, that one's done. Okay. Let's go to the next. Like you have four more you're doing. Um, right. And when I right. told, when I left my business, I have a partner or had a partner, I should say. When I left, we wanted to make sure that everybody knew like, hey, there's nothing wrong with the business. I've just decided I want to do something else. So I started reaching out to the people we worked with just to say, look, nothing's different. We had a project manager and she pretty much ran everything anyways. Okay. Charlotte Verge, she's amazing. Shout out to Charlotte. Yeah, she, she'll never hear this, but I just, she's hey, great. Hey, you could share it with Charlotte. I'm sure, yeah. I'll, I'll put the little <laughs> clip for her just so she can get a little shot on the back. Um, but we, so I was telling other contractors like, hey, I've decided to move on. And the amount of them who were like, I'm jealous. Or, oh, wow, interesting. Or I can't believe you're doing that. That's amazing. I wish I could do it. I'm like, well, you can, but you just get caught up in it, right? And a yeah. lot of them, I'm older than a lot of them. You know, I'm 46. Some of these guys, a lot of Wait, the young stop guys the too. Phone. You're 46? Yeah. I'm 46. There you go. Did we just become now, best friends? We, we, <laughs> we have like the same pop culture jokes. That's the best part. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, we can reference movies. Yeah, some guy in uh, <laughs> at my kid's soccer made it, talked about Cracker Jack boxes. I'm like, you know, your kid doesn't know what a Cracker Jack box is, right? Uh man it's never gonna happen yeah so. with me my my wife is 14 years younger than me so okay. she's she's a solid millennial uh we get along because i'm like immature enough and she's mature yep. enough that we sort of match up but like uh uh yeah the movie references and like anytime like i'll turn on a movie and she can just tell by the credits if it's like an 80s <laughs> and like it just gloss she just glosses over and like or yep. we won't watch it i have to watch them at night by myself star wars isn't a thing in my house no i just finished watching obi-wan kenobi last night 
I'm sure it's great. I've tried uh, to get it's into all right. I tried it's all to get right. into the Mandalorian and it was like nobody was interested and it was like I'm just by oh. myself. So I was the, like, okay. The Mandalorian's whatever. like the gold standard right now. Yeah, I can't, you know, and then I don't get the baby Yoda jokes and so you look whatever, disappointed. You, know, you look beaten down after that. You look like <laughs> shattered. Well, I you know, and my wife being in the movies and being a movie person too, I'm always like trying to convince her of movies with the premise of this is a classic and you should definitely know this movie because like the princess bride, like she doesn't, she's like, Ferris, Ferris Bueller. I, you know? she would probably like concur with Ferris Bueller, but, um, you know, we watched top gun last night and I watched it for the second time, the new top gun in the theater. Okay. And it's, you know, it's fantastic. I mean, they did a really good job. I'm critical about movies, but they did a good job with the second top gun. But the, my friends, the first Top Gun, we lived through that nostalgia. That was the first time I saw a woman half dressed. <laughs> so, oh, I mean, there's, there you go. there's, I'm trying to keep it PG for your show. If we, I don't know what the rules <laughs> no, are. No, like, you can say whatever. My, my friends. <laughs> the raunchier, are, the better, because you know what? Yeah, sure. I want drywall guys to listen to this. Yeah, like. they, I'll, there'll be some F bombs <laughs> coming out soon. Yeah. The. The My friends are indoctrinating their kids. So, their kids are like, I want to see Top Gun. And they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You got to see the first one. So they have like yeah. 11, 12, 13 year old boys watching the first Top Gun and they're like, eh, okay, let's go see the other one. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, you know, what's funny about that is that we were, we were, I think we had just gotten through the previews and I looked over, it occurred to me while we were getting ready to watch Top Gun. I looked over, I was like, you saw the first one, didn't you? <laughs> Like to my wife, she's like, "Oh yeah," but like I can't believe her, you know. Like she'll now her defense is like, if I say any '80s movie, like, have you seen that? And she's like, "Oh yeah," you know, just so she doesn't, so I don't make her watch. Yeah, you can't, you can't say like she can't reference <laughs> the Breakfast Club or Sixteen Candles repeatedly. You know, uh, uh, you know, I think she likes. Uh, who's that? Who is that uh, director? Hughes. John Hughes. I yeah. think she likes him. Um, you know, she was a script supervisor on on uh, Better Call Saul, like second unit. She was oh, wow. script supervisor on. Uh, you know, she's in the movies, like with the dudes, like the, yeah. some major players. Like she's yeah. in, in <laughs> she's like indifferent about these classics. My, my friends and I uh, call it getting the Heisman. You know, like just hey, stay yeah. over there, arms yeah. length, and you're like. My, my wife's eight years younger than me so she literally okay. like she will and but she's got the spirit animal of like an 80 year old woman oh okay she'll be sitting there knitting and i'll make some joke or comment and she'll just shake her head roll her eyes and be like whatever old timer yeah, yeah. <laughs> just keep going so yeah yeah it's yeah it's the the pop culture references it's sort of tough like there's a kid that was working for me he, he still works for my old company great kid super kid and i had to call we're in the truck together and the truck has bluetooth and i had to call somebody right one of the suppliers or something and the busy signal came on and i hang up and he goes what was that i'm like what do you mean like the sound is was your phone broken i was like no that's a busy signal he's like i've never heard one of those before in my life and i was like what <laughs> Because I just FaceTime people. I don't call them. I just FaceTime. Yeah. I was like, oh man. The busy signal. That's interesting. He wasn't mm. even kidding. He wasn't even kidding. Like literally the look on his face was quizzical. Like, like he was asking his dad something. And that's sure. how much older I am than him. Yeah. But. Yeah. There's, but, and also we lived through like no helmets and, you know, we got to like go cruise around and it's, yeah. you know, it was safer. We didn't worry about getting shot in school and, no you know, like, like that kind of thing. So, I mean, times are changing, you know, some, some, some of the stuff is good. Some of it's bad. I love social mm -hmm. media. I love, you know, the aspect of this, that I can talk to a dude in Canada because yeah. I had an idea, like, how cool is that? Um, but when you do a podcast with somebody and and you're you're very open and you're uh it's intimate like i guess is the word i'm looking for and that is a, that is a very non comfortable feeling for maybe not only men but like uh uh construction tend to be more guarded yeah oh wait, people tend to be guarded i think there's a certain facility that people have learned over time because you see so much of it right you're consuming so much of it and you're like oh it's not a big deal and the veneer of being perfect is gone. 
Yes. Right? The idea that you have to be perfect to be on video or create something yeah. has, has gone away. So that helps. I wanted yeah. to do podcasts because I great, have a face great built. answer. Great answer. Yeah. I have, I have a face built for radio, which is amazing. And uh, sorry, say that again. You have a face for radio. Oh, face for you have a face for radio. <laughs> yeah. It's just, yeah. it's like saying you're ugly. It's a joke saying you're ugly. Yeah. And so, um, <laughs> But also, because like, well, yeah, I'm looking at you, <laughs> I like, can't see the hump. On the like, dude, hey, hey, it goes without saying, man. You are a beautiful man. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Happily married, so keep it to yourself. Okay. All um, right. <laughs> but I think when you do a podcast, it makes other people comfortable because they don't they don't put in their head, oh, my backdrop's got to be good. I got to do my hair. Like I have one coming out with Brad Hanna. Brad did it from his truck, and if you the one thing that I've learned though, was to have sort of a pre conversation, right? Mm. So before I'll, so I'm uh, interviewing, going to be interviewing this woman, Elise, who's on Instagram. She's out East in Canada and she's got a pretty interesting story. She used to be a paramedic and everything, but again, you're seeing these people on social media, you're seeing what they're presenting, but you don't know them. You don't know how they interact and they don't know you. Is she like a drywall person now? Yeah. Yeah, oh, she's, cool. she's incredible. Yeah. Very cool. So I I reached out to her on Instagram and I said, hey, I'd love to talk to you maybe about doing an interview. Sure. Do you want to chat? So I will try to chat with them on the phone first. Yeah. So then they can get to know me and we can have a, we can build a little rapport and see if there's yeah. something there. Yeah. I can, I can dig a little more into their story. And then now I have a better context for when we talk. Yeah. And then they, they can be more relaxed with me because I have a couple that I did where the first like 10 minutes were really choppy and really sort of like getting your feet on the ground. Yeah. And then it rolls. Right. So part of me, yeah. Part of me wants to do like, yeah, 20 minutes of just chit chat and then start yeah. recording. Um, yeah. Because this is different than you and I talking on the phone too. Totally. But there's also some of that rawness that I think is like gold, like uh, you know, the realness uh you're you're uh in journalism you know I well, mean, I, well I, I went to school for that and i i didn't spend a lot of time in that so i don't want to like lean on that it does help a little bit because i understand yeah. a little bit i will say a little bit more the construct of telling a story it's and true. i try to when i'm talking to people i'm trying to ha get them to share their story not elicit it but just because i'm curious right we'll mm -hmm. have already done a pre-interview kind of chat so yep. I know what's interesting and I don't want to get away from that. But at the same time, I don't want to get away from some like a joke or something. Right. I want yep. to have fun too. I like how organized the flat butts podcast is. It's very, yep. uh, it's very organized and um, it's, it flows very well. Yeah. So I might pick, so I'll, I'll have like an overview of what I want to talk to the person about. I might have a couple of bullet points that I'll text them or email them but I want to tell their story. I want to start from the beginning and then I want to have their story will have a theme, right? Like say there's Josh McEachern who I talked to. He's 25. <clears throat> he started his business at like 21 years old. He's got six employees and I wanted to show that like, you could be young and do this, right? You could, you could start early, but also at the same time, like he ran into that conflict right people not wanting to help him even mm -hmm. and, and people very close to him that he'd known for years who were mm -hmm. suddenly like no nah, you're gonna no i don't want to help you yeah and you're like fear you're like he's a kid like yeah he's trying to do something and just because yeah. you don't want to do it don't go taking that shit away from i him. remember the first boss that i had was in uh, crested butte and he was super cool and didn't care i just was like gonna do my own thing and you kind of have to not care and you and have to have that, a little bit of thick skin we're in that we're I, I don't know if we're still in it but I, like you've followed gary v and sort of that culture of entrepreneurship and like be an entrepreneur and like yo dude it sucks sometimes <laughs> like it can be hard like you can yeah. not get paid for a month two months there is a difference between wanting to be an entrepreneur and giving up really quickly when you don't make any money versus i have to pay my bills i'm gonna go hustle the money no matter what there's a there's a big difference there when you have to yeah. hustle and make money 
<laughs> like to yeah. pay your rent and there's no dad or mom that's going to bail you out or you don't have a trust fund or uh there's something think... to be said about pushing through that and yeah. and continuing on and learning that hustle that not everybody has that I think too, like my, I had some tough times and I actually did. My parents were able to help me, nice. you know, and that I think you need help. You need yeah. support. You need, yeah. even if it's not financial, you need somebody around you who says, Hey, yeah, you could fix this. And I actively try to do that with the young guys in my community who are not in drywall, but the general contractors, because I know what they deal with Yeah, all Good the time. And they, and they're like, what, what's it like? What you do? I'm like, dude, I do one thing. I'm done. I get paid. Yeah. Maybe it's a week later and it's all labor. It's partial materials. It's like, it's yeah. so much easier. And they just look at me like, why would you like, I understand why you're doing it. Like explaining to them that I don't get emails anymore is earth shattering to them because emails are the worst thing in their life. You know, you're, you never get an email saying, Hey, you know that project you did for me six months ago just wanted to let you know it was great you don't get that you no only, news you, no news is good news in my world exactly like, and I, you only I get, get the check news. and like i leave and it's like a good now a good we could disagree on this but a, i think a good tactic a business tactic is to do a follow-up yeah. even though you don't want to and and they might say something and that the tendency is to not to call back and be like, just making sure everything is okay. Yeah. Or I've been doing this and that might sound silly. I send flowers to my clients, which is huge, huge. Every Look client. Look at you. What a sweetheart you are. Give <laughs> some flowers. I'll be looking at it like, what the fuck? Here, honey, I got you flowers. <laughs> I wouldn't, if they, if I was home first, I would hand them to my wife and tell them I got them. <laughs> and then well, I would say no, thank you so to you. Hey. My wife has a, uh, my wife d runs now, she's running a business uh, called Home Local 505. They do uh, housing for film and uh, she runs over, I think, 120 properties. And so she has an account with a local florist here. Um, just a suggestion, and it doesn't have to be flowers. It could be something else, but a, bo a bouquet of flowers or a nice bouquet, $10,000, especially if it's over 5K. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you have a big job like that, for sure. Not, a, not, about... not like a patch job or something. No, if, yeah, I, if yeah. I'm doing, if somebody's dropping some coin on Fresco Harmony and I'm in, and I'm in their presence for a couple weeks or whatever, totally. Uh, I'll get them a bouquet. That's, and I think that's it's a pretty big deal. <laughs> Like, that's a good I, I like that um, I mean, but again that's what i think sometimes what happens is people have these ideas and they never execute on them and the fact that you have the idea and you're executing on that good for you because that's that's it's easy to say it's like you wanting to do the podcast it's easy to go you're like yeah i'm gonna do this podcast thing it's gonna be awesome and then it never happens it's not just yeah. the podcasting it's the content it's the uh the marketing of the podcast don't don't take away from the other part of it which is the ideation you we are so used to in the trades like okay i'm doing something you're always physically executing something you're moving something forward at all times but what you and i do with this is there's a portion of it where you're just sitting there thinking and you're planning that's work like you're, you're you can't do anything else when you're doing that because you're yeah. sitting there and unfortunately, <clears throat> sometimes you can say, okay, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to make an editorial plan. And I, okay, this is the outline. All right. And then something happens <laughs> and you're like, all right, well, we're done with that one. That one's in the garbage. And you could have spent two hours working on it. And somebody in the trades would be like, you just wasted all your time. And it's hard for me sometimes to go, no, no, that's part of the process. You're going to put in work that turns into nothing. But like, this is a type of work. This is energy. Like what yeah. I do, what I, am I getting paid right now? Am I getting a ch uh, hourly check? No, this is energy. It's just energy. Yeah. And that is a challenge that was challenging for me. And I don't know if it's challenging for you, but it's all part of the behind the scenes stuff that we do as contractors that um, may not look like work. Lining my guy up with a job, all he has to do is show up and do the job. 
I'm doing yeah. all of the stuff leading up to the job, all of the client retention after the job, the bid, the um, the getting the color and the materials flowers like through the job. I'm not, and I'm not making a joke. Those flowers about aren't going to get, get bring Dude. themselves there. And those, and you're doing that because that's a reflection on your business and that's a big picture thing. Yeah. That's important. All those yeah. things are important, right? And like I said, it's easy to have the idea that you're going to do that, but it takes time and effort to make that happen. Even though you may automate it and figure out how to do it, mm -hmm. it's still another checkbox in your brain, right? Mm -hmm. I liken your, my brain to a box. There's only so much space in that box. Yeah. Some yeah. People have bigger boxes. Some people have smaller boxes, but it's mm -hmm. a box. And if you fill it too full, stuff's going to fall out. Well, so, and the time bottleneck. So if yeah. I'm on the job all the time, I don't, I'm bottlenecking myself. I'm limiting myself into how much I can achieve so, by having an employee, one employee. Well, that opens up a little bit of time for you to do something else. You can go vacation, you can go fishing, you can do a podcast. So then that, then that, how are yeah. you spending that energy? That's kind of what I'm talking about. There's an illusion that if I'm not just working, that I'm not being a productive member of society. And I don't know if other drywallers or you have had that experience. I have it. I have like a guilt that I'm not yes. on oh. the wall. Okay. I'm sorry. To, that was a long way of getting to that. No, no, I, I totally identify with that because you're so used to it, right? You're so used to executing, mm -hmm. physically executing. Yeah. Yes. And then you're running a business. You're so used to mentally checklisting all this stuff all mm -hmm. the time, right? Because there's the, the eight hours you work and then there's the other three to four hours a day that you just think about your business and execute, you know, you're writing up, you may have gone to do the quote already, but now you're writing down the details or you're filling it out or you're emailing it or you're answering emails mm -hmm. or you're wondering like okay you also you're also thinking strategically your brain is operating on so many levels because yeah i'm thinking about today but also somewhere in there i'm thinking about the next six months the next 12 months and that's every day so when i left the business right it took me like six months to be able to just sit there and do something for me like and not feel mm -hmm. that guilt and be like, I'm going to play video games. So I played video games. And like in the past, I would feel guilty. Like I should be doing something productive right now. Mm -hmm. Instead of letting your brain rest. Because your brain needs to rest. And that's what, what leads to burnout. Is that perpetual wheels turning all the time. Mm -hmm. But we are so ingrained in sort of like this hustle culture. Mm -hmm. That you don't know. And people will go through burnout and then refresh without taking like without having that breakdown. Yeah. So, Good. And going on vacation and enjoying it. <clears throat> yeah. What, like it's okay. I, it's okay. You can, as a business owner, you get to do that. Like, especially if you like traveling and, what, and, then, and then why the hell are we doing this? You're, you're <laughs> drinking my Kool-Aid right now. You know, because like, I, what, what are we, what's the point? Yeah, what <laughs> are you Is doing the point just for, to right? perpetuate the endless cycle of work until I'm so yeah. beat up that I can't work anymore? And then what? Yeah. It's, so. And it's not like I'm so financially well off. Like I drive a 2014 minivan, mm -hmm. you know, there isn't a Ferrari in the driveway and I'm not vacationing yeah. at this monster cottage on the lake. Right. Like, I'm just a regular dude living yeah. a regular life. And yep. I run a business or work for myself because I have a problem with authority and I need to be able to do that. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot around it. And it was me kind of getting to a point. I think you mentioned it earlier where the one thing you can't get more of is time. My kids are young mm -hmm. and it wasn't that work was taking me away from them physically. It's that work was taking me away from them mentally. It's that I was home, but not there. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, my kids are young. They're never going to be young again. They're never going to be this age. And I'm like, they're going to hit 10, 11, 12, and they're not going to give a flying fuck where dad is. Mm -hmm. but right now I'm a rock star. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm in it. I'm in it. We're going to practice. We're going to this thing. We're going to that thing. And they drive me insane. Yeah. Like I literally had to like take them aside in the grocery store yesterday and be like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, 
but I wouldn't trade it for the world. You, you have know? two, right? Yeah, I have two boys. Two boys. Two savages. Ages? Five and a half and nine. Okay. Yeah, mine's six and a half. And I refer to the little one as the hurricane. Yeah. Luckily, mine's, he's pretty good. He's a good boy. He's like pretty, he's pretty chill. Um, you know, but you never know what you're going to get with kids. <laughs> no. No. Having one, like I totally get why some people only have one and they stop there. I'm like, I would have had one? more. I would have had more. My wife yeah. like had a difficult pregnancy, and yeah. so, sometimes, like my friends with two, I'm just like, oh man, yeah. one is so much easier. Dude, my <laughs> my youngest comes out of his bedroom and his knee is bleeding. This is like nine at night. He comes out nice. of his room, the knee's bleeding, and he picked a scab off. And my wife's like, oh, we'll clean it up. And I look at him. I'm like, where'd you put the scab? Yeah. And he's like, I lost it. You lost it? Yeah. He's like, yeah, it's gone. You didn't need it, did you? Yeah. I did. <laughs> I was like, you know, like, that is, that is, it's, yeah. It, those are moments as a parent yeah. that they don't tell you about. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, I love it though. Lo love all that. And yeah, uh, having a child really shifts your perception of time quite a bit. At least yeah. it has for me, for sure. So business, um, business, the podcast, uh, flat butts podcast a little bit. I mean, I guess we could talk about drywall. You're, I mean, you could have chosen as a GC, you could have chosen yeah. anything, right? I mean, did you like the mud? I like you the know mud. What? There's something kind of relaxing about it, like mm -hmm. soothing, watching something get like, oh yeah. And maybe it's yeah. the fact that I really like sugar and it reminds me of icing. I don't know. But I think the simplification of it, I'm not trying to say that it's easy to do. You're trying no. to say something that's not flat and make it look flat. But that the fact that you can buy a certain amount of tools, work on your craft and get good at it and get paid the overhead is low once you've paid for your tools. The materials are nothing. You're going in, at sure. least up here. And You're, indoors. You're indoors. You're indoors. It's cold. It's, it's cold up there, isn't it? Uh, not well, not year round, right? Like it's right. colder than where you are. But I mean, we we were thirty six degrees yesterday with the humidity. So okay, yeah, and it's um, not hot here year round. Also, too. right, it snows here so, every year. But the simplicity of it really. Um, attracted me plus the demand i don't know what you're living down there and you, i think mm -hmm. you and i touched on this on a phone conversation there's there is a massive demand for tapers up here and drywall work now yeah the cost of it is usually more than people want to pay but the demand far outweighs the supply of people who can do it like i yeah. typically do smaller jobs right the biggest job i'm going to do is a basement or maybe a small addition or something. And I have a guy I work with and we do it together. But there's nobody who wants to do that. All the guys who are boardmen and mm -hmm. tapers, they want to do subdivision work. They want to do customs. They want board foot. Mm -hmm. Dude, we're charging like the going rate and we're not expensive. Like for a basement, a 600 square foot basement mm -hmm. is like 10 grand. Okay. And your materials, if, even with the increase in materials, if you're board tape, all of that, like, yeah. You, you're two G's, you're 20% in materials, maybe, maybe 24%. Yeah, that's not bad. And you're doing, you're there for two weeks. Maybe yeah. like we're, I'm slow at hanging board. Maybe mm -hmm. we're there two and a half weeks. And we, if, if one of us does it or we split it, you know, that's four and a half grand or four grand yeah. for two weeks. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not great, but it's not terrible. I mean, the no. thing is, once, once you start getting the tapes on, you run into drying time. So you're going to run the box or whatever it is, and you start at nine. So we're in people's houses. They don't want you there at seven. Right. So you, you start at 8.30 or nine. You run into wet mud by yeah. noon, one. Oh, yeah. My my guy's a prima donna. He, he's like nine to three tops Amazing. and i'll like and i'll like dude you don't have to work past that like and because he'll burn out like he you know i don't push him too hard it's and so i've gauged my business based on his output and um and also trying to treat him good he doesn't do it the way i would do it um you know a lot but uh 
it's that that part is like that part of being a boss is kind of challenging letting go of uh and i i wouldn't even say i'm a boss we'll do some piece rate jobs he'll make an hourly rate uh some jobs though like i'll give him you know a chunk but we we negotiate that sometimes i'll get jobs and i'll like have him i'll send him the photo of the job and be like dude this person wants a patch how much are you going to charge and then i'll add 20 percent or 30 yep. percent or whatever but that's what i do i work so i work for a drywall one of the people i work for is a drywall contractor okay and he gets all these requests from homeowners but his guys don't want to do it right right we one ceiling or we got four walls or whatever it is or he doesn't uh, want to pay his guys to go do it his guys don't want to go do it okay they, will, they won't do it so it's funny they're just straight production dudes straight they want to get wow. into a house they don't want to deal with a homeowner so they don't funny. want to they get up. in that like mindset yeah. it's like there's so much money that can be made in patching yeah there's that so i'll i'll say yeah sure i'll go but yeah. because i was a gc and i'm good with people yeah it's easy i go yeah. i send him my quote he sends them his quote with the points on it and that's yep. it gravy you know? okay so i've eliminated a lot of the stress of the correspondence usually what i deal with is me texting them going hey i'm gonna be there at 9 30 or i'll be there between 10 and 10 30 or right. hey like say the last job I did was in a basement and it was sort of like two rooms, but the air conditioning was so hard. Like it was going so hard that nothing would dry. So it was like, you're, I was there for one day on one day off, Yeah, but didn't bother me. You know, I'm not trying to get rich taping. Yeah. I'm trying to cover my bills. That's it. Yeah. So there's no, like, I mean, what direction do you have with your business? Would you like to sell it one day? Are you going to shift no. into... Nobody's, the, <laughs> no. nobody's selling any construction businesses up here like what happens is people look at you and you go well it's just like say a plumber like it's just one less plumber in the marketplace yeah yeah unless you have service contracts right so if you have service contracts with like property management companies or buildings or something like that maybe then you could sell it yeah but you get a lot of delusion with like my old business partner was a plumber and he'd have these old plumbers coming. I'm like, yeah, I want to get rid of my business, blah, blah. And she's like, all right, show me, like, if you want me to buy it, you got to show me your numbers. And the guy's doing like $500,000 a year in sales or a million dollars in sales. But like the profit is something like a hundred grand. Mm -hmm. Right. And he's like, well, that hundred grand goes away for the plumber. I have to pay and the truck I have to buy to do that work yeah and the guy's like yeah i want 150 grand for my business and the guy's like this has been a great conversation like i might give you 10 grand for your phone list yeah or for your phone number but no and the guy's like why 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 wouldn't you give me more he's like because all of a sudden you're not you're the people who normally call you if you're not around they have to call someone else and the odds of them landing on me are pretty high mm -hmm. so like, what are, what are you going to sell? You're going to sell some used trucks, some used tools, you know, you're yeah. gonna, there's, what, there's not a lot of assets to sell. What do you see? Um, what do you see for the, the flat butts podcast? I want to do eight <laughs> or 10 and then uh, do a summary, like sort of then, then take a lot of the episodes and make thematic sort of videos on them. Right. Because there's a okay. lot of things in common that you were going to talk about your, your history or how you got in or, or, you know, what, whatever your experience is. So there are things that are, that separate people. And then there are things that put people together. Like so it. I'd like to take that, those eight or 10 and then start separating them into those and then using those as my social media pieces. So I think of it more in terms of seasons. So I'll do one season, eight or 10 episodes, chop all that okay. up, make, make more of it, probably make a website. So then that way there's an SEO landing page, right? Convert okay. the episodes. I don't know if you've listened to the side hustle nation podcast mm -mm. on his website, every episode is broken down into kind of like, here's what we talked about, but in sort of a bullet uh, or header themes, you know, he's got four or five headers and these are the main things we talked about that you can take away. Right. So I was like, I like that. I would love to get the time to do that. But yeah. as you've mentioned before, that's a ton of work. And I still got to work and make money and 
watch, you know, be with my kids and stay happily married. Those mm. are, uh, those all depending on your priority. Those are time as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but you, am, uh, you, you farm out your editing, which is, which is yeah. different than I do it. And, 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 uh, I mean, that definitely frees up time. I have some questions around that. How do you control the content? So like, let's say, you know, I give this, this podcast to an editor. He doesn't know what I want to keep in or pull out. How, how does I that will, work? I will listen to it and then I will say, okay, I'll, I'll hit the time button. So I'm watching the time and then I'll make a note. Okay. Cut from five minute, 42 seconds oh, to, wow. to six minute, one second. Right. Um, or I'll say, say there's moments where you and I end up talking over each other. I will mark that down and say, clean up. Right? Interesting. So then okay. he gets the notes. He puts the theme music in. I send him an intro and an outro. Okay. He glues it all together, cleans it all up, sends it back. You record an intro and outro? Yeah. Okay. You could do that. You could do all that stuff yeah. with, in GarageBand. You don't want to yeah. do it. You don't want to do it? No, I don't have time. I'm not fast enough. I'm not. It's it's too much. And it's yeah. so cheap for me to send it to him. It's like a hundred bucks. A hundred bucks. That's not bad. That's hundred bucks bad. Canadian, by the way. I, I don't know how that translates to. Uh, for you, it's dollars. like 75 bucks. Okay. All right. Right. And that's for the, exp the, the extensive one, right? For the more work. There's ones where you can just tune it up, put the intro and outro in and put the music and it's like 40 bucks Canadian. So like 20, okay. 30 bucks for you, $32 or something like that. Sure. Right. Sure. So for me, the time it saves and the quality it turns out. Yeah. Amazing. I think of it as a general contractor, I'm subcontracting the editing. Yeah. I'm saving that time. I have another project that I've put on hold. I shouldn't say put on hold. I've been too busy to get to, which is a YouTube channel called basement coach because I don't, um, most of the people I would quote basements for, they couldn't like, it was just so expensive. And a lot of them want to do it themselves. A lot of friends would be asking me questions. I was like, why don't I just take everything I've learned over the last 15 years and try to put it out to them so that they can, they don't have to ask me. And, do and you, it's, this is a, uh, uh, it's a YouTube sorry. channel. This is a YouTube channel. Do you have videos yeah. on it currently? Yeah. There's, I think I have 30 videos up. Okay. And there's about, I have about 1600 subscribers. Damn. How'd you get so many subscribers? I just, I just, basically it's me doing this. I pick a topic and I say, okay, here's the things you want to know. Like if you want to finish your basement, there's, so the, my biggest video is one where I say the, the four things you want to do before you finish your basement. Right. Okay. So you, the things you got to think about that are going to save you money that don't cost any money. I'm almost doing verbatim right now. Sure. So you got to think about why you're finishing your basement right? Is it for your kids? Is it for your in-laws to move into? Or you put okay. it in a basement apartment? You need to figure out why you want to do that because that is going to guide you along the way of you doing this. Because sometimes you get distracted by the bells and whistles like, oh, I want to put in a steam shower. Like you're going to put in a $15,000 shower that you're never going to use. Like you don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, and then, then the next thing is like to, to figure out how are you going to pay for it? Like what's your budget? As, and, and what I wanted to do with the channel really was to have a no pressure way of telling people like, this is what you're going to run into. Like you're, you're buying a car, you're buying a brand new car and, you know, say three years ago, yeah. three, four years ago, you were buying a Toyota Camry. Well, now you're buying a Lexus, you know, like it's, you just yeah. can't, so many people would come into these scenarios and say, yeah, when I finish my basement and I'd say, what's your budget? And they didn't want to tell me because they think I'm, you're just going to charge the top end of your budget. So I would try to allude to them like, look, basically the basement of this size is going to be X amount of dollars. Are you comfortable in that price range? Okay. Because I don't want to go through 20 hours of work to put together your quote of getting quotes from my plumber, my electrician, my flooring guy. I don't want to do all this legwork if you're just going to ghost me. And I can tell you right now, probably 80% of people ghost me or did ghost me that, right? Cause they'd get the number and they'd be like, this guy's out to lunch. And then that would be it. Right. Yep. So I would rather in that initial conversation, 
say, look, here's what you're looking for budget wise. Are you comfortable with that? Right. And if they weren't, usually the response was, you know what, let me, let me, uh, let me talk to my wife or let me talk to my husband and we'll think about it and I'll get back to you. And I was like, cool. Right. Nice. And then the people who would say, oh, that's outside of my budget. I would say, thank you for being honest. I really appreciate that. Are there any other questions I can answer for you okay. to educate you on this? And that was the purpose of the YouTube channel was to educate people so that they're not going in blind and getting blown out of the water with a number that they don't understand. Like I know a lot of contractors would not itemize their quotes. Like they would say, this is what's included. And here's the big number at the bottom. They wouldn't say like, this is the breakdown of what each thing costs, which is okay. what we did and which is what I do. And that number changes all the time. Sure. Because employee, like we're looking at prices going bananas right now. Yeah. But the YouTube channel for me was a way to share all this stuff yeah. so that more people could benefit from it because, you know, you can do four or five basements a year, you know, maybe if you're a really big company and you're banging it out, you're doing 10, 12. So you're pulling more of your GC knowledge on the, on the, basement on that one. Coach. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And on the flap up ones, the flap up ones, I am definitely not the drywall knowledge that all comes from the people I'm talking to who've done yeah. it, you know, 15, 20 years. I mean, Christy Slade, who you interviewed, she's yeah. been doing it 17, 18 years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I focus more with that one on, how they got into the trades, what they get from it, what's what it's really like day to day. You yeah. know, say uh, Brad Hanna was he's a very insightful, very smart guy, and his his take was very different, right? His has to do with he had a huge social media following that he kind of abandoned because he's like, this is not I'm not giving back to anybody, you know, and he's kind of trimmed it down. And he, for some of the drywall company, he tests their equipment. So he gets the equipment and he built a brand where he's out there testing the stuff. Huh. And they're getting his opinion That's right? cool. on the mechanics and all that stuff. He's a super interesting guy. I mean, he's, he's the type of guy that when I get on the phone with him, I got to cancel everything else. Cause we're going to be on the phone for like an hour, an hour and a half, even if it's for like five minutes, even if it's nice. like, Hey Brad, I got a quick question. And then an hour goes by and we're like, shit, what do we do? Yeah. Well, you're a very good conversationalist. Um, Thank you. Yeah, yeah, and you you've got a fantastic radio voice. Um, Stop it! You're flirting with me. The uh, the face. Well, we already established that the face is very attractive. <laughs> um, uh, Bill, you said Bill Simmons is a uh, is a podcast that you listen to. Yeah, uh, well, it, he was he was one of the ones that like he started on podcasting way back, right? Yeah, yeah, and it I really just didn't know. Like, I always want like it's not like the podcast; it's the content. Like uh, all yep. of, all of, like the podcast does is just bust open like tons of content like it just yeah. that never occurred to me you know it, it's, it's so a gateway really right and it's yeah. a chance for you to talk to interesting people yeah i i enjoy that Connect. a ton yeah you know and that's what's been super fun and it's similar to what you said right like i'll get a little bit of background but i'm always like there's always new little nuggets that come out that blow me away during the conversation like josh mckeckern who i interviewed who's sort of like my next, next episode coming out. Mm -hmm. I mean, the idea that you would decide at 21 years old, yeah, I'm going to start this big drywall company and I'm going to have cool. employees and you're going to just launch out like balls deep right away. I was like, dude, the, I, you're blowing my mind right now. You know, it's awesome. And, and how honest he was about the ups and downs, you know, and what he's trying to do and, and the support he did or did not get along the way was, you know, for somebody so young, yeah. mind blowing. And then also Zach, who was the other podcast? Oh, Zach guy? Lowe. These Zach. are these are all. I'm a basketball guy, so these are all That's basketball okay. guys. This podcast. Um, no shame, no shame in being a basketball <laughs> fan. It's okay. I know you're a soccer guy. My kid's big into <laughs> soccer, so I've de facto become a little bit of a soccer. Of course, it's the leading youth sport in the globe. Had to yeah, play. you just fall once you fall in love with something. Yeah, you, know, you can't. Um, but Zach Lowe. So tell me, I mean, why did the Zach Lowe podcast? Is that what it's called? It's called, it's called the Low Post, and he's he's one of the talking heads on ESPN. And he actually okay. started out 
working for Bill Simmons at Bill Simmons' thing called the Ring or whatever it is. And okay. uh, all right, they're they're just very conversational. These are people who are experts at what they do, and okay. they focus on being insightful, not on the bells and whistles, right? So if okay. you go on YouTube, you're seeing these guys literally in their kitchen, right? They got a microphone, just like you and I are doing, headset, yeah. microphone, yeah. computer, and there's another guy in his closet and there's another guy in his living room and there's another guy in his basement cool. and they're all just talking together and they're not concerned with the optics of it. And I think audiences don't care. No. They want to hear. It's nice to have nice audio. I think it's. I think it's nice, yeah. but it's not essential. I think what's essential is the conversation, yeah. and uh, I think the host is a big deal. Um, you know, there's some factors there, and the direction of the conversation is what to me. What? How am I going to hold my listeners' attention? Like, like yeah. what do drywall dudes want to hear about? And I, I don't think it's all drywall. I think there's some drywall in there, but uh, I think they want. I think we're intrinsically curious about where we came from and what we do outside of drywall too. Well, I think just this having something to listen to that's interesting and that is kind of about you, but not about you. Yeah. And as the person doing the interviews and talking to these people, I, my first barometer, since there's no financial gain for me for this, in fact, it's costing me to do it is, well, you don't know that you, I mean, this might be your windfall. Sure. Whatever. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Great. (laughs) Uh, we could talk about that in a decade and you, we can call each other and let me know how that works. Oh, we out. will. We will, Bill. I, it's going to happen. <laughs> but I want to be interested. I want to enjoy it, right? Yeah. If I'm not enjoying it, and I am not a person, and this may have been to my detriment, that has typically been motivated by money. I didn't grow up with a lot of money around me. Mm-hmm. I live pretty humbly. Yeah. And one of my best friends that I'm meeting with in an hour, like, he's financially very well off. And we were talking about it. And he's like, yeah, if you don't like it, you're not going to do it. Like, he's like, I'll run through a wall for stuff. I don't like if it means my business is going to succeed, you will do it because somebody asked you, but if you don't like it, your heart's not going to be in it. I was like, that's, you just described my whole life. Yeah. So if I suddenly start having a different motive through all of that, there might be an alternate that, you know, financially it might benefit me later. But it's not, it's not the end goal, right? Yeah, just that's think, smart. That's I just a- think um, it doesn't color me talking to people. And it allows me to just talk about what's interesting. Yeah, you can tell uh, with your podcast, you can tell that it's authentic. Um, you know, uh, you don't want it to sound scripted. You, you want it to, uh, you, the, you want that authenticity to shine through, maybe yeah. even be a little edgy, you know, say stuff that, that might be a little edgy. I mean, I think. Oh, just wait till Brad's that. comes out. <laughs> Good. Brad, Brad's like, he lights things on fire. Like he's like, you know, hand taping is going to be dead in like 10 years. I was like, okay, hot take. All right. Awesome. <laughs> that, that, that will stir some pots. Uh, it's that's just, only because the, the hand it's only because the hand finishers will be so tired and burn out and they're all older right that they're all just gonna yeah. die slowly die off well we, <laughs> we talked about like <laughs> like you know, dinosaurs you, like they'll just become laugh, ex- <laughs> they'll just become well, extinct t-rex is everywhere yeah just this um, old dinosaur just walking along <laughs> but what we talked about was sort of like how the tools had moved along and sort of usually in the context of sort of all the, all the uh, sanders, right. All the electric sanders with the vacuums yeah, and preserving your own longevity in the trade. Your body is what helps you get out there. And, you know, the Festool vacuum, even though it's like two G's or three G's, Mm -hmm. it has a suction element on the ceiling that can help you like not have to sand the whole time. Sure. It's not perfect. And it has little things, but if you think about over the course of your career, over a five-year span, how many ceilings are you sanding and how yeah. bad is that for your body? Do you follow the drywall by design guy? No. He he uh, he uses these like hilty things that hold your arms up. Oh, somebody sent me that. Somebody sent me that. <laughs> well, I saw him at, uh, at Intex. I saw like, I didn't ask any questions or anything. To me, I was just like, 
you know, I, I, I've, I reverted back to my dinosaur like drywall and I was like, that's stupid. I don't even want to try it. I don't even want to know about it. Like, I wish my, I wish I had not seen it. This is like exoskeleton. But like the dude, from like yeah, Robocop. the dude wears it all the time, man. He's always wearing it. I was like, well, I guess if it helps you, I was like, it probably takes too long to put on. But the, you know, that's where I too suffer from, like, you know what I mean? I I I have the same affliction that I'm trying to push through in this industry of let. I'm also resistant to change. Yeah. Just like you're human, we all yeah. Are. Like I, you know, my intrinsic instinct is that's stupid. <laughs> Why did they even come out with it? Like, get away from me. I hate you. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's that's a little too much vitriol for me. But I get where you're coming from. I get what you're saying. I just um, get my, my face just gets squishy. And I was like, I <laughs> right. I like I'm, I'm, I'm a little I'm more honest. That. I'm a little more honest. It's like, it's like no, I just, uh, no. And I'm working on that. I'm working on that. I definitely not on the groups. Uh, we talked about that a little bit though. Like you said, it didn't occur to you to market maybe on the Facebook group, but like you're not as prevalent on Facebook. Maybe no. you're, you're shifting with the younger millennial generation over to, like and it's TikTok's even like out of style yeah. now. They're using other platforms, but like the young young kids. But like Facebook still is very powerful for yeah. this industry for sure. I didn't even think of it, right? I just just from a sheer time perspective, I thought, what can I upload quickly and have it on? Because what I learned from my YouTube channel was that everything needs time to to germinate and grow and like develop and find its rightful place. Okay. So I wasn't necessarily in a real rush to market it. Like I don't have a ton of downloads. There's not thousands of people listening to it. Um, I just wanted to focus on getting something good, getting it done because done is, is the big challenge, right? Yeah. And then that's why I think of it in terms of seasons. So if I think of it in terms of seasons, I do eight to 10 episodes and then I refine all of that. And then now I can spend, say, three, four months like pushing that out on other platforms, right? So are you, where are you at in the season? I am about to release episode five. I've recorded okay. episode six. Okay. I am scheduling episode seven. You're approaching the end of the season. I am. It's true. I will have less hair by the end of it, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but i'm also Best. trying to like not tell the same story every time yeah right good. so i'm trying to so i i have a plan for the ones that i have number eight i have I've, i have some ideas but i haven't got there yet okay and then would I eight wait. be like the recap like would eight would see would show eight be like the greatest hits no that that would be after eight Okay. Because I, I want to do, I'd like to do what I'm looking for really is somebody at the beginning of their career, like really the beginning. And I think I have Elise who's right at the beginning, but she's, okay. this is her second career. What's super interesting is yeah. that this is her second career, right? Great. But I would like to get somebody right at the beginning, like fresh, like 20 years old, just starting, right? I'll bet you, if you talk to Christy, you could get uh, some apprentices, yeah. like I have, appre I have some like 50% apprentices. Yeah, I have I have somebody in mind um, okay. that I just haven't reached out, and then I would like to talk to somebody like at the end, right? Somebody who's like sixty years old and wants to just talk about how the world sucks now, like something something interesting to that effect. Because I'm in the middle, you and I are in the middle. We can see the future coming, and we know what the past was. Yeah, right. So we are in a great place to be a mirror to both to be able to yeah. look at it and say this is you know this is the journey that we've seen over the last 20 years and where it's going and where it's been yeah and, it's extraordinary and then, yeah and then i'd like to get to just talk about how the tool manufacturers really come up with this stuff like what's mm -hmm. the process Sure. You know, or maybe one of the guys from Drywall Nation, because they're super into that stuff, right? Yeah. They are connected to all that. So maybe Drywall Nation or one of those guys, because mm -hmm. I know people who know them. And yeah, I think it helps having some road behind you. So if I had a bunch of episodes out and I reached out to them or somebody connected me with them, 
they would be able to say to look to watch the or listen to the other episodes and go, okay, I want to do this. I have a question for you. Yeah. On your list of people to talk to, is Lydia Crowder one of them? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I met her in uh, in at uh, Intex. Yeah, because I saw I saw the picture. Yeah. Yeah, and if you watch, That's I'm asking. I sent her a hat and a color pack. You can tell, like you know, she gets a lot of energy. You know, there's probably a level of having to be very balanced with all of the energy that she gets, and you know how she filters out you know certain things and let certain things in. Yeah. That would be interesting to me. Um, I would probably dive into that if I talked to her, but like, uh, um, she's, she's on the list, but I would say go, for, you know, go, go for yeah, it. I'll, maybe later I'll, on. I'll right? steer like, the ship. I'll steer the ship I've, away. And then I did Christy Slade also. Yeah. Um, but maybe some of the more obscure girls too would be good, but, um, they're women, by the way, women, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, Wait, is that and is that a compliment to call them girls? I don't know. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm not as woke as, you know, maybe the next person. But then J Jordan Peterson would be like, you know, whatever, dude. You, it's yeah. your it's your voice. And also, also uh, Gary Vaynerchuk talks about too not um, editing, sort of editing yourself yeah. because that's who I am. You know, trying to be as authentic as I can be which it'll get me into trouble certainly sometimes but i think to, on the whole it's more beneficial to not put up yeah a but i think it also depends like for you it's not like there's something behind it it's not like i still think i'm 22 years old a lot of the time mm -hmm. so i use uh, you know i still dress like i'm gonna i wear a hoodie all the time you know yeah so i haven't really matured <laughs> in sure. a lot of ways yeah so i still i've had to catch myself in that we're having a little reunion in a few weeks. I'm like, Oh, is, are any of the girls going to be there? And like, wait, these are, these are women in their late forties. Like, am I, <laughs> they're not girls anymore. You know, maybe I should like adjust, but they're not ladies. Like if you call them, Hey ladies, like they're not in their sixties. Yeah. I wouldn't so. call them a lady. I feel like a girl's like kind of a compliment. Like if, yeah. you know, uh, but yeah, being, uh, being P PC, you know, on here, I don't think it, it's as big a deal. The girls in this trade have put up with far worse. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they have. <laughs> uh, and, um, you know, uh, you, shout out to all the women in the trade. Uh, you know, a challenge to say the least. But I worked with a girl in uh, Crested Butte and she was she was cool. Like we, yeah. you know, yeah. um, she was kind of gritty and edgy. And, you know, it was like, why the hell are you in drywall? But it wasn't even like a thing. And uh, I talked to Christy a little bit about it. And she was like, that's super rare, man. Bill Gagne with the Flat Butts podcast. Thank you for being on the show today. Um, see, at about an hour and like about this time, my brain starts like, Shh, you know what I mean? Like I'm ADD just like the next guy. And it's just like I, my focus like just starts becoming like I can feel it, like the blood rising. And it's like hard to like, you know, so no disrespect at all. Uh, I appreciate I think so many people in the trades are gifted with that. ADD. So it's, it's beneficial yeah. in some ways. Yeah. It's plus and minus. Thank you so much for uh, joining me today. And you um, just are an inspiration. And I think this cross pollination and what you're doing and what I'm doing it, I think it's awesome. And it wouldn't surprise me if 10 years from now, there were 50 drywall podcasts and you and I were the pioneers. Like how cool would that be? That would be great to have great. other people inspired by this. That'd yeah. Awesome. And like for, you know, I always say kind of at the end of the podcast, like how awesome is it that there's something to listen to other than music now, uh, you know, at yeah. the job site, turn on the, turn on the flat butts podcast, turn on the drywall podcast, yeah. um, listen to drywallers. Lastly, is there anything that you would bestow if you had a billboard or just a moment to, say to the drywall community is there anything bullet point that you would like to instill upon our community Ooh, you end all of them with this yeah there's no pressure you could have told me this before i could have thought of something <laughs> i think it's i'm a big fan of creating space in your mind right and giving yourself I like that time and and space to grow and not 
being as hard on yourself to have to know it all right away. You know, I like that. Like You're that. using money right now. You want to use money to buy time. Mm-hmm. Right now you're spending time to make money. Yeah. Yeah. It's all relative. It's all yeah. relative. So this was a good conversation. Hopefully we'll, hopefully we'll have Thanks, more. Nick. Hopefully we can check back in, uh, in 10 years or, uh, even, uh, a couple years, maybe. Well, and you, another, you and I podcast. are going to do this on, you and I are going to do this on mine. Yeah. Whenever you want. I'm, you know, I don't, uh, I don't, well, you have, have a, to... you're very organized. You have a schedule. I have, I have a dumpster fire of a calendar. So I do too. I do too. I'll, but this to me, a bill is priority. Like, so like, uh, you know, I would make time for this in a heartbeat. Awesome. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. Bill Gagne. I love that last name. I'm going to get it. I got to keep saying it. So it sticks in there, but, uh, I hope you have a fantastic day and, um, we'll catch up soon, man. Have a good one. All right. Take it easy, Nick. All right. Bye. Thank you for joining the Drywall Podcast today. You can catch the Drywall Podcast on Podbean, Apple Podcast, and also Spotify. Be sure to also check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Special thanks to Bill Gagne for his time today on the Drywall Podcast. You can catch his podcast the flat butts podcast on those same outlets and also be sure to look for bill gagne's youtube page the basement coach which is fantastic the drywall podcast was brought to you by fresco harmony making walls better since 2004 you can check out more on fresco harmony on www.frescoharmony.com our YouTube page and also email us at info at frescoharmony.com we hope you have a fantastic day and keep drywalling <laughs>